Hello. Hello. Ooh, you're far away. All right. See you soon. Almost there. I'm almost at my microphone. <laughs> I'm all the way over here now. That's a joke about how my apartment is very small. I'm all the way on the other side. <laughs> far from one the microphone as you possibly get. I live yeah. in a goblin hole. The old GH. I hate it. Crab. This is episode 214 of Insert Credit, a relentless array of video game topics presented every week to a panel of experts. It's pace dictated by a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and if I had to name a boat after a video game, I would call it Yar's Revenge. Oh, pretty good. Good question. I'm Frank Spaldi. If I had to name a boat after a video game, I was going to say Vic Viper, but that's not a video game. That's a video game. Ship. Does that count? Uh, no, you have to use the title of a video game. Uh, Blaster Master. Pretty good. Nice. Blaster Master is pretty good. Um, I'm Tim Rogers, and if I had to name a boat after a video game, I would call it Journey to Silius. Mm. Not bad. That's pretty good. That's, that, that was just off the top of my head, was the first, as soon as you said it. I'm sure I could come up with a better one, and I probably will later in this episode of the show. All right, Brandon, it's on you to do another Sunsoft NES game. Bring it on home. <laughs> I don't know that I know uh, a lot of <laughs> Fester's <that>. Quest. <laughs> <laughs> Batman, the video yeah. game. Adam's family. Um, if I were to name a What's ship, your name? I guess it would probably be Bullet Witch. Yeah, but what's your name? Oh, my name is Brandon Sheffield. Thank you. And my yacht, my super yacht, is called the Bullet Witch. That's very good. I like it a lot. It's my favorite of the three. So, Brandon. Hey, that's me. You were the winner of last week's episode, which means you had to come up with a question for this one. Yes. Congratulations, I won. So my question is this one. Can you name a time, or what was the first time, I should say, that a parent of yours, maybe this isn't something that happened to anybody, but that a parent of yours praised a video game unprompted while you were playing it or just like they heard about something and they were like, this seems cool or whatever. I will start. Um, my mother very much liked Myst mm. on the Jaguar CD. Um, she saw me playing Myst on the Jaguar CD and she's like, oh, that looks very interesting. It's very pretty. And she continually to this day refers to that game, Myst for the Jaguar CD, as the kind of arbiter of... Uh, if only more games were like this, I would be more interested in them. Or are there other games like this out there? Did she ever play it? She never did play it. I don't know. I should get it for her iPad or something. I'm sure it's on there. And then the other one is my stepmother. And this this is going to blow your mind because the I, I'm pretty sure she was doing this just to like be nice to me after we had had an argument or something like that. She popped in while I was playing Power Drive Rally on, guess what? The Jaguar, Jaguar. City. <laughs> Not Jaguar CD, but regular oh. Jaguar. I only like the CD games on Jaguar. That's a and joke. And she was like, that looks pretty good. Cute little car on there. I, th I think it's really nice. So um, those are the two times that um, my parents unprompted praised a video game. So y'all you, you, got any of those? Unprompted praised a video game. Um, well, uh, as uh, as anyone who's watched uh, any of my uh, reviews on the channel, youtube.com slash action button, would know if they've gotten more than 10 or 15 minutes into the, the show. My dad uh, really loved video games <laughs> right up until like the, the original Nintendo became a thing, at which point he couldn't have cared less. My dad did bring us uh, Wolfenstein 
and say, you kids are going to love this. Tell your little brother to stay in his room. But uh, I understand that's not exactly the question. So I'm going to I'm going to reinterpret the question in a slightly different way. Yeah, because my dad also likes video games. And so he so I, I guess I mean, if you have a, a parent that didn't like video oh, yeah. games. What well, well, well here's here's my answer, which I think you will find quite uh, sufficient after Doom. As I say in my review of Doom, after my dad brought us the shareware disc of Doom and we played it and had a good time, he just wasn't interested anymore in games. It kind of seemed like he, he wasn't interested in the Nintendo uh, when the Nintendo came out, but then shareware games on PC, he was a bit of a fan of. But then Doom just kind of broke his brain. Like he, he liked it when you were shooting Nazis. He didn't understand when you were shooting demons. And then he fell out of video games for a long time. But then one Christmas... My dad asked me, have you heard of this game, Assassin's Creed 3? Interesting. He's like, I saw this on TV. Three? Yeah, it was three. It was Assassin's Creed 3. It was advertised, I believe. <laughs> okay, advertised. I was, I was imagining like a local uh, news story. About, like, <laughs> it was new it game was, for the kids, Assassin's Creed 3. It was advertised apparently well enough that my dad was like, I, I'd probably play that. He was like, he's like, have you heard of this game? Is Are these games good? And then he's like, "There's is there Assassin's Creed 1? Is there Assassin's Creed 2? Like, are these games good? And I'm like, oh man, uh, I, I hadn't actually really played too many of them in too much detail at that time. And then a few Christmases hence, he was asking about Assassin's Creed 4, right? He was like, this is Assassin's Creed 4. Have you seen this game? He's like, you play a lot of those video games, right? Have you played this Assassin's Creed 4? So he asked about Assassin's Creed 3 and Assassin's Creed 4. And he said but on both occasions, I'd probably play that game. And I'm like, man, my dad probably would enjoy the Assassin's Creed games. It's got all the stupid stuff he likes. They've got the pacing of a, I don't know, of like a network TV drama in there. HBO for kids, I call it. And then the gameplay, I think he would like those new Assassin's Creeds if he had a, a console. He'd probably play that Viking one. It'd be hard to figure out. The... I mean, I'm, I'm watching the commercial right now for Assassin's Creed 3. And... Oh yeah, how does it look? It's, I mean, it looks great. It's mostly cutscenes, but it's just like, look, colonial dudes. <laughs> you know? There's a theme yeah. here that a normal human could relate to, you know, and I, yeah. I think that's probably the difference is that he's, he, he could be like, oh, I know I have a frame of reference for this. It's much like the Wolfenstein versus Doom thing, right? Like, yeah, he enjoyed shooting the Nazis. He didn't really get the, the demon thing. Yeah, he was a, he was a diehard Roman Catholic who uh, I think... I theorize he might not have thought it was funny to be shooting demons. Mm. Uh, he might not have thought that Satan was like a funny theme. But his dad had killed Nazis. So, I mean, well, no, actually, his dad is not. I don't think his dad actually killed any Nazis. My mom was into games uh, in the Nintendo era. Um, she hung up the controller kind of forever after beating Mario 3. Mm. Um, but... You know, past that, I don't, she didn't really look at games, but the, the one time I, rem I remember her like kind of doing a double take and then sitting down and watching while I still lived at home was uh, Shenmue. Oh, ooh. You know, wow. I, I think just compelled by the idea of there being a game where you're just kind of a guy in a place doing normal things and there's a story was, you know, very new to her and to most people, I guess. That rules. That's a good one. Yeah, I think your mom wins for best taste.
Jeff, we didn't get to do yours. You had one. Yeah, I had some, but we're out of time. And I interrupted because I figured the panelists should go before the host. <laughs> no, you were right. You were right to interrupt me. Absolutely. That was within Just give your us, wins. Give us the parent and the game. Okay. Uh, my parents really liked the music of Super Mario Land 2 for the Game Boy and would sing along oh. with it when I played it in the car. Excellent. Excellent example. I love it. All right. Can we pause for a second? I'm going to see if I can do something about this dog. Okay. Bark at him. Give it a hug. Okay, give me just like 30 seconds. Um, while we're paused, uh, my dad really liked Ocarina of Time while I was playing it. And he was really into watching me play that game as I went through it. And uh, we had this kind of ritual as I was growing up when anytime he would see me playing a game, he would say, hey, is that better than Ocarina of Time? And I'd say, no, dad, no game is better than Ocarina of Time. Dark He'd Souls say, is now, though. I I'm not going to tell my dad that. Don't tell him that. Yeah. Dark Souls has all but replaced Ocarina of Time now as the go-to best game of all time. I'm playing through Dark Souls right now. I like it. Okay, I'm back. I did the numbers on this. I, I actually recently very much actually did do the numbers on it. Brandon, did you know that Dark Souls is uh, now pretty much across the board as far as the mainstream tastes are concerned, the greatest game of all time? Uh, I'm, I'm getting the sense of it. It has surmounted Ocarina of Time. Many, many tools I used to determine this. Uh, involving looking at all of like the, the most recent top 100 lists that have been posted on YouTube or uh, various I'm websites. I'm not going to believe it until it wins the Game Facts poll. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's the one I'm waiting on, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, like I, I've been looking for that. Assume I were playing Dark Souls right this minute. What should I name our character? Jimberly. Ingwi. Like Malmsteen. I just named a horse in Red Dead Redemption 2 Tummy. So I kind of like that. Tummy? I'm into Tummy. tummy. Oh, you're playing Red Dead Redemption 2? I am. <laughs> yeah, you got that You got that, that ray tracing? Oh, God, yes. Well, it's not really ray tracing. It's not ray tracing. The yeah. DLSS, yeah, yeah, yeah. That DLSS is a mind blower, dude. I went from my from the no, the pre-DLSS patch to the DL... Like, I captured a bunch of footage with uh, before they released the DLSS, and then I god darn... Play, I, I, you know, I, I ended up playing it again with the DLSS on, and it's just like night and day. It's a better looking game from five years ago, that, to me anyway, than you know death stranding or cyberpunk well, it's only, it's or whatever only three years ago but uh but yeah it's uh they have so many so much manpower over there so much person power that they're able to kind of push past uh the concept of time and kind of make a 2021 game in yeah they, they made a 2023 game in 2018 basically uh by just by virtue of how many people they have working on it not to derail this about rdr2 or anything but uh let's get back to the old yeah, oh let's... yeah my <laughs> second question was is dark souls the new ocarina of time is it that was. true? Uh, absolutely. It's on my sheet. <laughs> oh, weird. Uh, so Dark Souls has replaced... Uh, uh, I have done the numbers on this recently, uh, Brandon, as I was telling you, and it seems as though Dark Souls has replaced Zelda Ocarina of Time as the, the typical uh, dude gamer and also mainstream media outlet writer and also just a, uh, average YouTuber's go-to game for best game of all time is now Dark Souls. Not Ocarina of Time anymore. I think Ocarina of Time has finally been dethroned. It makes me feel good that... Um, it's not a Nintendo game? That I disliked it early so that people can't accuse me of disliking it because it's popular. I disliked it before... The it paper popular. trail's there. What if I told you, Brandon Sheffield, that I made a three-hour video just for you yeah. that explains how to like Souls games? And it is uh, it is live on YouTube right now. <laughs> what if I told well, you that it is a complete secret, and uh, only uh, only like sixteen people have found it at this point. I do believe that it is possible for me 
to like it and I do understand why people like it, but I don't no, sorry. I do understand why people like it, but I don't believe it's possible for me to like it. Interesting. I'll tell you, I could take a look at some of that video, I guess. Okay, I've named our Demon Souls character Pipitha, by the way. So I think Pipitha. that's okay. actually good. Pipitha. Uh, how many P's? Uh two well, there's three P's. P I P P I T H A. That's what I was curious Pipitha. about. Yeah. So she's she has green skin and purple. The Souls hair. Takeover thing take it, it uh, I I think it's just the game aging out. That game's real old now. Yeah. Yeah, Ocarina's an old butt game. Did you see that there's recently been a uh a decompilation? Yeah, yeah, you see that? There's gonna yeah, be a baby. PC port soon. I'm gonna I'm a huge moron. I'm gonna I'm gonna download it and <laughs> run it for twenty minutes, just like I did for sixty <laughs> Mario sixty four. A couple of buddies of mine were joking about doing that, downloading it and playing it for twenty minutes, just like they did with Mario sixty four. And then uh both of the buddies eventually admitted to one another, I'm not calling them out here. Uh, by name both of the buddies eventually admitted to one another that yeah they got all 120 stars in it oh yeah. <laughs> so, I, I actually did bounce i just i think we discussed <laughs> this in a recent episode i just don't i can't get into mario 64. i can get into uh zelda though so might actually play that when it happens yeah it's uh i'm probably gonna so, i haven't heard about if they it. would just put in some sort of right analog stick or mouse look in there Oh, they can. Uh, they got full yeah, source control, baby. Yeah. Uh, so what? What you're not? What you haven't heard, Brandon, is that uh, a decompilation project finally put out its uh, initial release. Uh, so yes. someone has decompiled the entirety of the game with uh, extremely commented source code. Mm -hmm. uh, so people can now, as they did with Mario sixty four, port and mod. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They they have full control over over the game at this and, point. And so I actually I I saw this news. Shortly after I had already uh, recorded a little thing, a little secret bonus thing for uh, patreon.com slash action button. Yeah, there's a little secret bonus thing about how uh, Dark Souls had replaced Ocarina of Time. Uh, I then saw the news that Ocarina of Time has been, uh, is on a, it's on its way back. So you don't count Ocarina out. Yeah, hefty competition now. Yeah. yeah. Don't count it out just yet. But uh, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. I'm an old person. I was born in the year 1979. Um, I initially played Demon's Souls in 2009 and sort of liked it, uh, though was a little bit upset when a buddy revealed how thoroughly he had Swiss cheesed it full of holes. And then I kind of, uh, I, I beat through it one time, starting with the royalty class because uh, you get free magic. And I then just kind of didn't really love the series after that to a point where I might have, uh, I, 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 I sort of didn't really like Dark Souls. I now recognize, at the very least, without saying what I think of Zelda Ocarina of Time, I now recognize that not only is Dark Souls a great video game, it is definitely, definitely more interesting and more significant historically, more fun to play uh, overall than Zelda Ocarina of Time ever was. Yeah, no one ever called anything the Ocarina of Time of anything. That's exactly, true. exactly. There you go. You have it. You get, get give yourself a point there. I will. You got a Jaffe point. You got a Jaffe point. Love Jaffe points. So what, you're playing Dark Souls? What are you playing Dark Souls on, Jaffe? PC. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, well, soon would you like to be computer. playing it on a PC with a 3080? I would love to. <laughs> you can only run it at like 4K 120 though on this thing. So it's it'll be a significant upgrade. Do you want to know a secret? That was not actually my question too. I just I, I figured yeah. it wasn't. Here's question three though. Excluding anyone on this show or anyone you employ, if you could clone one person a hundred times to make an entire game development team. Who would it be? Toby Fox. It would not be anyone on the show or that I employ. I'll tell you that. No, uh, Frank, I did not have you in mind when I asked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I employ some people that I would call 110. 100 Toby Foxes would make the best uh, Assassin's Creed game of all time. That's probably true. 
Uh, I mean, you you obviously need someone who's an all rounder, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's I a, mean, that's he's, a really good answer out of the gate, Tim. You you can't say a hundred Shigesato Itoi's, for example. No, love that guy. Not. Brilliant guy. Popularized the use of uh, reusable grocery bags in Japan in the 1990s, which probably directly led to their adoption elsewhere in the world. You know, beautiful guy, beautiful man, right? But uh, he's not, and he's you know responsible largely for uh, three of the best video games of all time, I'd say. But you got Toby Fox has got it all. The guy's got it all. Most of the all-rounders are, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to think of, but it's like Jeff Minter. And it's like, I don't, the world doesn't want a big Jeff Minter game. <laughs> yeah, no. like a game made by a hundred Minters. Yeah. <laughs> Open world llama experience. <laughs> Minter, I hardly know her. I now see the thing is, uh, Toby Fox, I don't know how good his 3D art is, but I know his music is so good that if you can learn how to do that, I'm not going to say it carries over 100%, but come on. No, a group of foxes is called a skulk. Brandon, yeah. I know you haven't played Undertale, right? No, I played through about half of it. Oh, okay, okay. I did it. So how about that music, though, right? Can't disagree about that music. I can't. Lord. I mean, I think the whole game is good. I, it's, just because I don't have anything much to say about it doesn't mean I don't like it. I think it's good. I mean, I'll admit, I don't have too much to say about it either, which is uh, tells you how good it is, I think. I mean, I'm a little uh, little jealous of it, actually. His, oh, yeah, of course. He made that he made that game, and, and now he can just kind of do whatever he wants. Not only did he make that game mostly by himself. I mean, I know he had lots of help with, like, pixel art, and uh, he had buddies and a fan community, and... and uh, uh, he was, you know, in, deeply entrenched in a community of music composers, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I don't, but I mean, largely he's, he's the creative force behind that game. Mm -hmm. Not only did he make it largely by himself, God darn guy, uh, kind of learned as he went too. So kind of just tells you, <laughs> it kind of just tells you, oh, what could I have learned as I went? So the, the jealousy is, is definitely palpable with a game like that. Yeah, Definitely. I it. I first experienced that twinge of jealousy when I was playing Groove Coaster. Uh, in the arcade, a Groove Coaster being an excellent Taito rhythm game. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was playing it, and I was saying, wow, this game's real good. I like how they did all this stuff. And then I was looking at what next song to play, and I was like... <laughs> Undertale's in there. It was actually like a Toby Fox remix of a Taito song. Yeah, yeah. He's got wow. songs in a, in a lot of He's stuff. He's got in songs it, but in it's Super like, Smash Brothers. When it's like a Toby Fox remix of a Taito song, that tells me they're like, please, Toby Fox remix a song mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. yeah 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 because him. they wouldn't let nobody touch their stuff uh otherwise like yeah. i mean yeah they're, they're pretty iron-fisted about their stuff so that was where the jealousy was like all right fine you did a great job me and you are two white guys who learned japanese went exactly. to japan met a whole bunch of japanese game developers right. there's a guy who god darn obliterated us who, who musashied our kojiro <laughs> basically yeah. Right? Like, just completely obliterated every single aspect of yeah. my personal dreams. Yeah, everything and goals. I was trying to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, 100%. Oh, you got salieried. I've yeah. been told in my videos that I come across as, uh, as arrogant and uh, uh, self aggrandizing. I really would hope people have learned to recognize the, the, the simultaneous. Uh, just codependency of self-aggrandizement and self-deprecation uh, and also actual jealousy for people who've actually done stuff, I would hope at this point. So I've just made it, I've laid it clear for you, my enemies listening. Uh, <laughs> of course I feel bad. And of course I feel like a fraud who's been defeated by this dude, right? I got another candidate right <laughs> under the wire here. I, I always wanted to learn <laughs> how to make music. Uh, Jay Tholen. Now, Jay, I don't believe is a, a programmer or much of one, maybe but 
Oh, I know that guy. He he makes a ton of content. Yeah, so for, for on sure. Hypnospace Outlaw, right? There's a ton of content in that game. It's, and he does the music. He does all the websites and stuff like that. So a hundred of him, you know, kind of going hog wild on, on, a, on, a, on an engine that's kind of built for them and just going, you know, content heavy. I'd like to see that. HW. I have one more, which is uh, that um, Joachim Sandberg. Oh, yeah. Cognac. Made some mm. beautiful games. Uh, made some good stuff. And I think uh, w- one of his biggest issues is is that he's isolated and by himself. So if he had a hundred of him, he'd probably um, really be able to gain some extra outside perspective of himself. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I don't think that went where you thought it was going to go. I enjoyed a delicious Balti with him in uh, in uh, in England. A delicious Balti. He's a cool guy. He's a cool uh, guy. I like I that guy. He, he's, he's, he's good. A hundred of him, you'd definitely get something good. Mm-hmm. He's about as Swedish as you can get before you're uh, on the way toward being uh, something else entirely. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that means. Cool guy. I hope he's listening. Yeah. How you doing? <laughs> Shout me out in the comments. If you're, I know there's no comments on a podcast. Um, there kind of are. Here's our next question. The day we're recording this, we just learned of the passing of Masayuki Uemura, creator of the mm-hmm. Famicom and Super Famicom and founder of the Ritsumeikan Center for Game Studies. Uh, what can you tell us about him? So what I would say about him is that, you know, it, it is, of course, sad when anyone passes that that has touched your life. But um, my feeling today is just being very thankful that this guy actually got out and talked, you know, like that just doesn't happen with uh, people who were that embedded inside of Nintendo, especially Nintendo Japan. Um, so the fact that this guy went out and did lectures, uh, you know, he, he traveled to the U.S. sometimes to talk about the work that he did. I'm very thankful to him for just being that open and and uh, and and recognizing his place in video game history and sharing it. I feel that way about Ralph Bear as well. Because mm-hmm. he, you know, he before he died, he's just like, I'm going to put everything in a book. You know, I don't think Ralph was a, a necessarily like a self-centered person. I think he understood that there's some level of responsibility mm-hmm. um, as the creator of the video game, arguably. Yeah, I mean, he knew he was part of history. He wasn't, yeah. uh, people kept telling him, so it's not like, yeah. <laughs> couldn't avoid it. So, yeah, uh, that's that's what I would say about him. Yeah, I mean, he uh, helped create the, the modern light gun. I mean, that's a very small part of his legacy. But um, he and y- Yokoi, I guess, put that together. The Zapper. Play your, your Time Crisis, play your House of the Dead. Without without him, we wouldn't have someone saying, suffer like G did, which is very important um, to my life. I mean, uh, he, he that was his line. He, he read that one. Yeah, he, he read that one. That's why he was so confused. <laughs> without um, light guns, we wouldn't have a light gun games largely being the most... Uh, the most popular games to play with a date at a game center in Japan. That's right. Uh, the stereotypical girl who doesn't like video games, uh, oft heard of in, uh, in, in lore and folklore, who may not exist, apparently would, uh, would mostly just like playing the light gun games. I don't know, guy brought video games to a larger group of people. It's true. Uh, it's beautiful. That Famicom sure did uh, save, save the video game industry. I mean, you could argue maybe something else would have, but... Uh... I don't think so. I don't it know. It certainly happened. I mean, okay, maybe maybe it would have. Uh... The, the thing about his engineering on the Famicom, though, is that it's a little bit of a miracle of engineering in 1983 on a severe budget. Um, you know, I, I think I would mostly uh, credit uh, Gunpei Yokoi for Nintendo's sort of philosophy of uh, 
I don't remember the nice way that he phrased it, but of using cheap crap and recycling yeah. it and, and to make something new. Um, but I think the Famicom demonstrated that beautifully and, and the, the miracle of, of bringing that thing in under cost and, and playing Donkey Kong, which was a contemporary arcade game in 83 was, uh, frankly miraculous. Yeah, it's true. Good job, that guy. Without the Nintendo, uh, like me and my brother would not have cared about video games probably at all, pretty much ever, because we had gotten so bored of the Atari. And I think I agree that something would have come eventually, but the fact that this was so cheap to manufacture, I think, is what pushed things forward. Yeah, and also the um, the architecture point, and also, well, I mean, this he didn't have to do anything to do with the quality control, but the architecture point is definitely like, there was a different direction than Atari was going, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, they built a console designed to play one thing and then people hacked around it to make it play other things. And the Famicom was created to be like, I don't know, it was even though the the 2600 and Intellivision already existed, it was created around the idea of you will put cartridges that have new games in them in the thing. And uh, it, it was somewhat revolutionary to create the architecture to support. Well, and it, and it and it supported, you know, the thing I think a lot of people don't realize about the NES is that most NES games that you love are not running stock NES. There's hardware in the cartridge. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he built, I don't even know if he had this in mind, but the fact that it is sort of an infinitely expandable console, it, it, it kept it alive way longer than it should have. And I've I've talked about this before, maybe not on the show, but the Famicom hardware in particular, if you go beyond things that sort of have that official canonical Nintendo stamp, not a year went by since 83 that commercial software has not been written for this architecture. Oh, that's yeah. n- nothing else can claim that. Yeah, true. And I'm talking about like, you know, the clones in the mid 90s. And then that sort of gave way to the plug and play systems that started in the early 2000s. And then that the, the homebrew scene starts around 2005. And now you have really, really easy tools with stuff like NES Maker. So these games are just being pumped out. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying that like, it's a remarkable contribution to the humanities that there's new NES games or whatever. But, but I am saying that, you know, the architecture he built obviously is beloved in that it, it, it has sustained for all this time somehow. It is still remarkable. You can remark upon it. Which we just did for six minutes. Uh, here's my next question. Is Halo cool? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do, what do us uh, 40 year olds know about that? uh about what oh, is cool man. no i, hey, I, I ain't I think 40 we, yet buddy i think we know some stuff yeah hey, my job there. is telling people what's cool okay <laughs> i i know what's cool i do think halo is cool and here's why i would say that i would say that halo is cool because it is a shooting game it's a first person shooter that feels unique doesn't feel like other games it is not gritty and grim dark and blood guts stuff which i think is like they were all rated t up until recently they're rated right. m yeah the no profanity in the first halo no profanity uh and they're colorful and beautiful to look at they, they it's got remarkable vistas like it almost is like if if sega and microsoft had a collaboration that's that's what it would be like microsoft would be responsible for the the spreadsheetiness of the uh the back end and then sega would be responsible for for the the skyboxes and the and the game feel is sort of how i think about halo so yeah i think halo is cool i look forward to playing the new one if i can ever afford not afford if i can ever find a console to buy it for um i don't know if that's ever going to happen 
it's been a year still can't buy still can't yeah. buy an xbox you could just uh instead of getting an xbox you could just spend uh like three thousand dollars to get a 3080 from a scalper and then build a <laughs> yeah. pc <laughs> yeah i could do you that just do that yeah that's not a bad idea because uh, i got that <laughs> infinite running on this pc baby yeah beautiful yeah. now i don't know if Halo's cool though because did you see fortnite added dwayne the rock johnson so he can like dance with like afro unicorns and uh uh banana guys now yeah i predicted yeah, that's that. definitely a lot cooler yeah so he can do like like uh fresh prince of bel-air referencing dances alongside uh unicorns with like rainbow hair and uh so that's cool yeah that's what's cool yeah and i mean the halo's trying to be the new fortnite pathetic as i saw someone <laughs> say on twitter uh this is for gamers uh or it's not for gamers or like whatever it's like some sort of uh microsoft does not understand the modern gamer somebody said that on a on a comment on twitter I like that grappling hook i feel like i'm gonna have a hard time doing cool stuff with it but i probably will i'll probably take to it pretty quick it looks like it requires a lot of precision to do all the cool things that i'm seeing people do with it but i don't know i could probably figure it out it looks a little too frictionless or it or not looks it is a little too frictionless for me it's a little too uh it's it's not as it's not as exciting as i kind of assumed it would be it's just a grappling hook and there's this uh much like the guy who shows up into any conversation about video game music to be like the moon and ducktales dude there's there's a there is a guy who shows up to say any game with a grappling hook is goaty material or whatever like in a comment thread about halo i saw somebody making fun of the the grappling hook in the new halo not making fun of it but uh just thoughtfully breaking it down need not name this person though i could if i wanted to i'm just breaking down the grappling hook as being uh sort of too uh too rewardy and not risky and also just kind of lock and key and uh i agree with a lot of that stuff though I, the guy was getting ripped apart you can grapple some to somebody that's in a vehicle mm -hmm. and then and then you kick them out of the vehicle but if that vehicle is ex is about to explode as you kick that person out of the vehicle you have to sit there while it explodes so there's <laughs> there's a little risk i think that's kind of funny i guess uh the concerns i saw voiced largely uh centered around the campaign so oh. maybe that's not campaign maybe in the multiplayer there's a little more uh i was talking about the multiplayer there's probably some more risk there i don't know campaign like i don't care if there's risk i just want to play through it and have a good time ah uh, yeah i don't know whatever dude no, i don't know if it's necessarily a question of risk it's uh i guess we've thoroughly agreed then that halo is just not cool because we're having <laughs> uh, probably the most boring conversation possible. Yeah, yeah. Halo, Halo's, Halo's neat. It's technological. Uh, it's 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 got some wizardry in it. I just fired a magic spell at a guy who had already killed himself by hitting a a, a flaming barrel. By the way, just letting everyone. Oh, know are that. you playing Demon Souls playing literally Demon Souls. while we're recording? Yeah, I'm playing Demon Souls, and right. you can see the footage if you uh, are backing Patreon.com/slash/insertcredit. You will be able to see this footage. Nice. Just letting everybody that's know. Very that. nice. That's very nice. Nice. That's that to bonus content we were teasing last episode. Yeah, I mean, so it's, maybe maybe it's not even all of it. Uh, who knows? I don't know if this footage is going to be very exciting. I'm just stomping through one one as a oh, royal. Let's see, see if I can beat the boss. Uh, I should yeah. just be playing Halo during this. That would have been more uh more. Apropos. Our listeners could dark side of the moon this and sync your footage to this very show. Oh, <laughs> I mean, right. that's what I'm gonna do. I mean, it, it's it'll take like three seconds. Ah. For me. And everybody already links their uh, their 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 audio files in the chat. I was just going to steal them all. Well, let's and, all uh, take three seconds for a quick break 
after which we'll be right back for five more questions in a lightning round. All right. Yeah. not able to reach my landlord i left a message oh i think that's what they're for i think their landlords <laughs> are just to uh, not be reached landlords are just voicemail boxes made of meat <laughs> that's all they are <laughs> I, I think i saw that cronenberg film yeah <laughs> yeah welcome back to insert credit we've got a question from nick who is one of the many subscribers to patreon.com slash insert credit, where you can get access for a nominal fee to a form, which allows you to submit questions to this show and uh, get some interesting bonus content like uh, extra episodes and other neat features that are coming down the pipeline for you. Uh, Nick asks, what are your favorite or the best times that a game has broken its own rules? Ooh. Hmm. That requires some percolating. Yeah, I'm percolating on it right now as I play Demon's Souls, <laughs> which is a game that uh, is, uh, is... The Souls games are largely believed to have strict rules, though, like, right there from... I'm actually playing Demon's Souls as a royal uh, who uh, is, is, like, the privileged class who, who grew up in a, in a castle or a palace and has uh, one magic... Has already had the best tutors and thus begins the game with one magic spell and a fancy silver wand and a ring that enables uh, MP recharge. All stuff that otherwise getting in the game for any other class is uh, somewhat uh, laborious. So the whole idea of a Souls game, uh, a Souls game requiring you to be super attentive, uh, it, it just kind of lets you just completely break that. Just by choosing this uh, a slightly different class on the opening menu. The classes which it doesn't seem like they have any kind of... Uh, but I mean, that's not really breaking a rule. That's uh, that's just it's, uh, it's breaking a convention, I guess. But it, it is within the game's rules, so it's it's breaking sort of what the player might think or misconceive the rules of the game to be. Are are rich people in general breaking the rules of society? I guess that's the question. <laughs> are they breaking them or are they dictating them? Are they embodying them? I guess is another question. Like this that. guy's got a spear. He just completely died because I blasted him with the magic spell that I shouldn't even have. So breaking the rules of... Uh... Thank you. So I, I don't have anything, but I do have a, a thought that might prompt something from someone else. It hasn't for me, but uh, maybe a game that acknowledges its own glitches and you can exploit them. Yeah, I was trying to think about that. This is a tough question because I, th I think we have to take rules as conventions because like, what is a rule in a video game other than something that you can do? Yeah, or uh, I mean, rules uh, in design, uh, strictly speaking, a rule yeah. is uh, like one of the restrictions that keeps you from doing whatever you want. Uh, yeah. it, a rule in game design tends to just mean it a uh, restriction, right? Okay, I, I, I do have one, and, and it's going to be a little bit of a stereotype one for me. I thought of something from The Secret of Monkey Island yeah. that I like. Nice. Oh, big monkeys. Which is that as a rule... In the dialogue trees, when you hover over a sentence and click it, that is the exact sentence that Guybrush will say. During the second act of the game, you're on a ship, you have a crew, they are not, uh, they are, are not following your orders at all. Um, and as you're trying to get them to do that, uh, one of them asks you, do you know what keelhaul means? And um, one of your options is like a full dictionary uh, uh, definition of, of keelhaul, um, including its pronunciation. And when you click that, he just says something like, got it. 
um <laughs> as in like i understand i don't want that um so so that is a rule break played for comedic effect i just so i think that's kind of a good one in the okay. original dragon quest when you're fighting the uh, boss at the very end, the Dragon Lord, you're uh, the whole game. You've uh, been playing through this uh, turn-based combat, but if you linger too long at that last boss, he'll just get impatient and attack you. Okay, that's a good one. It's a good mm-hmm. one. There's got to be some JRPGs that uh, add things to your uh, options that that shouldn't be there. I would think in special cases, like I don't know, does a mother game do that at some point? I mean, it's got to. I think I'm struggling with it because those don't feel like they break the rules because they they just redefine what the rules are. But I guess it's it's more like defying your expectation, in, in which case it's like that uh, I want to be the guy kind of Masso Court thing where it's like I mm. the, these first two platforms fell down. Surely the third one must also. And then it floats up. See, and I just, I just feel like that's dirty game design. I don't feel like that's yeah. ever pleasant at all. I don't feel like that's breaking the rules in that you know, in that game, it's it, the the rule is expect the unexpected in that game. Yeah, unexpected expecting the unexpected is just one of the worst uh, frames I'm just of mind. Struggling with what what isn't what what are the rules and what's breaking the rules then? Because like well, I think you're overthinking it, man. I don't know. Like like sometimes in Ducktales, you can walk through walls. That's breaking the rules. I like mm-hmm. games where the only rule is there are no rules. Personally, <laughs> yeah, like, well, like, like club, what, dude? In fight, that's the first rule of Fight Club: is there are no rules. Oh remember? yeah, Fight Fight Club on the original Xbox, yeah. <laughs> or maybe that was 360. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't like when, uh, when like for example, I was playing this Mega Man 11 game, and I got told by many people in the Twitch chat that I was nitpicking, which is a funny phrase to apply when, uh, when you're criticizing a game for having like t- two enemies that look exactly the same <laughs> but are moving at a different speed. I'm like, see, that's just dirty game design. It's just game design one-on-one. Don't have two enemies that look exactly the same, but are moving a different speed. That's like having a, a Goomba that looks exactly like a Goomba that you have to stomp twice. And people in the chat were like, you're, you're just too nitpicky. You just need to get good, bro. It's like, like, no. One of them, the green turtles turns around all of a sudden, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want to get good at something that sucks. It objectively sucks. If you're going to have this uh, enemies looking identical, but moving differently. Come on. Uh, for this next question, I'm going to give you what a choice. What is happening here? Yeah, okay, sorry, sorry. It's getting frustrated. Uh, at Mega Man 11 or at Demon Souls? Demon Souls broke its own rule. Mm. That's a joke, it didn't. Continue. All right, I'm going to give you a choice here. Do you want to talk about Jeff Keighley's Game Awards, or do you want to come up with some new slimes for the next Dragon Quest? <laughs> I mean, what's the difference uh, at this point? Am I right, LMAO? Nice. Uh, Doom shotgun. Sound I don't effect. know very much about the slimes. Yeah, and I I feel like I can have opinions on the game awards pretty. Easily. I got some easy opinions about the game awards. Is that uh the game the game of the year nominees? First of all, I'm watching it tonight live in my house, and I'm not streaming it. Uh, despite what everyone is asking me, or am I going to stream my reactions to the game awards? No. What kind of psycho would do that? I mean, I know I did it last year, but I'm not doing it. And uh, despite all the trouble that's going on and the discussion of that among my peers right now, we're announcing a game in the pre-show of the, the official of pre-show. Well, I mean, it is part of the official pre-show, but it's like it won't be Game Awards branded. They have like a whole day of dumb event stuff. Oh, So it's so, during the part where the Twitch chat is like just palpably angry and waiting for Smash character reveals or whatever. That's right. And so oh, apparently okay. we will not be looking at the Twitch chat during that time. <laughs> I would advise just never looking at it ever. 
Unless any Twitch you're watching chat. a stream on twitch.tv slash action button. Tomorrow, uh, you've probably already seen it at this point, playing Final Fantasy XIV for the first time. Yeah, tomorrow is several days ago. That's what, I, that's what I said. You've already seen it. You've already, if you're listening to this, you've already seen it. So the Game Awards, they're silly, but I don't mind them as much as some other people do because... I watch them is, every year, man. I, it is I, whatever. the dumb spectacle, and we don't really have... We barely have E3 anymore, so you got to have something where all the AAA stuff is like, here's what we got. So it is just like a big bunch of advertisements. I wish it kind of weren't an award show. They I should guess. call it the game commercials. Yeah, just <laughs> the game. Here they are. The game. Yes. Have, some, have some have some trailers. Talk about are we going to see stuff. another Final Fantasy 16 trailer tonight? Brandon Sheffield sound off. What do you think? I think so. I think okay, so. That's good. That's all I want. I just want that Final Fantasy. If if the world knew what was good for it, there would be a Final Fantasy or it would be a Dragon Quest twelve trailer tonight. Man, they're better uh, in the, addition I, to a Final Fantasy. I really hope trailer. with that Final Fantasy sixteen that they make it just. I know they're not going to do it. They're going to lean into the serious, grim, dark nonsense story of. No, I don't know. It's the, the goofy. It's time. the guys behind Final Fantasy fourteen, which embraces goofiness. Okay, good, good. They they better get that yeah. goofiness for me. They just let cat boys wear maid outfits in that game. That's fair enough. I mean, you play pretty much any any you know big boy big butt budget uh j game these days it's uh it's 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 gonna have more fun to it than the average uh similarly aesthetic uh western game would imo like if cyberpunk 2077 had been a j game it would have probably been hilarious the game awards I, i think what bothers me is that it it feels very stuck in a past narrative of what people who play video games are yeah it just it still feels like the same 90s stuff oh yeah or maybe maybe early 2000s i don't know not quite 90s but it, it's just 90 it's 90s as heck yeah. let's just call it the 90s jerry sure um it's, it's the spirit of the 90s but the aesthetics of the early 2000s yeah i feel like it only exists because um capital g gamers just want to feel like they're part of some i don't know minority and it's like oh my god there's a there's a show that it's finally for us, you know, and, and, and I, I, I think games are way more interesting than that. Now I think you go to target and there's like 30 retro video game shirts, you know, like the, the, oh, the yeah. stuff is everywhere. And the, the fact that this is our like mainstream award show is kind of weird and gross to me. Um, so I will probably not be watching it because, uh, every time I do, I just get really annoyed but mostly for like impatient reasons because it's just like oh my god just do something other than these commercials i feel pretty uh differently about it i guess because i i don't see it as being for Be- gamers because to you're feel profiting like materially off of it is that why yeah. well yeah. no i mean <laughs> <laughs> thank you for be, disclosing the uh, it's yeah. gonna be in the in the pre-show part where nobody's watching but um that's that's materially profiting from it the ads for the new game reveals are the point to me because then i can get a snapshot of what AAA is doing and that's valuable to me um yeah. i don't have to it's all in one spot and a- after a few hours i know what those people are doing for the next couple of years you know and and i i think that's useful oh certainly i don't really think that it's the gamers being like finally something for us anymore i i, I feel like that is kind of I, I don't feel the audience does that i feel that keely does that yeah, that's part of it. Well, I also feel like that has just morphed with something else, like slightly more sinister, which I can't really define just yet. But anyway, watching it gives me valuable context that is kind of required for my job. Also, I love seeing whenever there's like an indie game revealed because uh, 
uh, it's just really fun to know that I'm making something, still making something better than everyone else <laughs> is kind of neat. It's that's like genuinely fun and thrilling for me. Um, and that the world is, it's like, will the world still have their minds blown by Action Button Entertainment's next game? Answer turns out to be yes every year. So I'm starting to just think I can go on just not making any games and, uh, uh, you know, probably, probably do just fine. That's what the Game Awards tells me. But also, can I just say real quick? Sure. I think uh, the goddarned Game of the Year category is just kind of, it's a bit of a wheel spin, man. Like, all the games are just, I mean, I hate to use the word derivative as a person who previously tried to make music. It's just every single game is just a genre piece, you know? And not, like Resident Evil 8, you know, sure, delightful. Though, is it good outside of anything related to it's being a video game? I don't know. Metroid Dread? Whatever, Metroid's cool. Uh, a Metroid game is still better than a lot of games. Though, I, I, I've only got so many years left in my life now, and I can't be super missling a door open 90% of the way through too many more video games in my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Opening the menu and putting a super missile on like 90% of the way through the game. Well, or not, well, you don't have to open a menu. And maybe that's what makes it even worse. It's, maybe it's even worse that you don't have to open a menu. I can't be changing my gun just to open a door 90% of the way through with a gun I got eight hours ago just to prove I still have it because the game won't even let me sell it. I don't know. I'm just saying, I think I look at the games that are nominated for awards and I'm like, well, okay, cheap tricks and old names. That's what it is. We'll be doing our own... 2021 game of the year episode like maybe in late january or early february so yeah something yeah. like that game of the year shouldn't be awarded until oscar time do it at oscar yeah. time okay that's a good time to pin it let's normalize oscar time as the we'll pin uh, it to awards season oscar time yes it's it's oscar time jerry are there really any video games that you couldn't make today no wait what do you mean <laughs> i, do I you think mean? there's probably socially problematic ones but i'd have to think hard yeah you mean like th things that we're incapable of making at this time? The question is left intentionally open. Yeah. I mean, you can make some version of anything at this point. Well, there's so many markets now. It's not a video game market, you know? So I'm tempted to be like, I don't know, the like crappy NES games, like like Jekyll and Hyde or whatever. But it's like, no, there's a market for that now. Yeah, so. you can make those. You release a pixel art RPG, 10,000 sales guaranteed, right? You see this? Like any <laughs> pixel so. art RPG. Well, I think it's more like a thousand, but still, it's it's not ten anymore. I, I, don't I remember so. for a while it was ten. Oh God! If anything was guaranteed ten, we'd 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 be in business. Yeah, I don't know if you can do like a Custer's Revenge anymore. Like that that's a, like I can only go to, to like socially problematic. Yeah, I'm, but also you can make those. Oh, that is true. Just, yeah. Uh, not only can you make those, Frank. I hate to say this, you're guaranteed a little bit more than a thousand sales. Yeah. Yeah, and they're probably they're on Steam already from self-branded contrarians who. Who uh, just love yeah. to prove that uh, people who talk a lot about living in heads rent free. Yeah, I live in my own head rent free. I hate it. People are obsessed with living in people's heads rent free. Yeah, and yeah. they're yet they're just not even trying to get them to pay. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. I'd rather be living in somebody's head for like a cost, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, give me give me a little something. My sword is on fire, but I've retreated in cowardice. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay, how about did something it beat the that, boss? How about something that was. Uh, ridiculously high budget with little return like the original Shenmue yeah yeah although they just made Shenmue 3 so like, but it's, it's not as rich as the first it's one true. it's not Shenmue it's not yeah, Shenmue, I mean, Shenmue okay so a Shenmue level video game in the year 2021 
would be way bigger, way denser, and way more expensive to make than even Red Dead Redemption 2 for scale, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it might be like mm-hmm. Star Citizen level. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess Star Citizen is the game you can't make today uh, because uh, isn't it still in its beta or whatever? Yeah, still getting made. People still like it, though, and they're still giving them a bunch of money. I don't know. Still don't even know what that game is. You can't the game you can't make today is just the open world game that everyone has been playing in their head since Grand Theft Auto Three. Many have attempted, all have failed to make that game. One of the toughest things, maybe something you can't make today, is uh, is a console exclusive that feels like it's console exclusive. That feels like it can only exist on that console, like a Wii exclusive. Sure, like you got that waggle or whatever there's nothing else you could do it on or the or the ds or something like ratchet that. and but clank is only a ps5 game it is designed for because of the loading be, because of the loading and, that SSD. and 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 because of the ray tracing it, it is designed knowing that every single user has an ssd and ray tracing and yeah, that that nothing true. else can do that I get fast loading times on my PC. I get good ray tracing, but no ray tracing on the uh, not everybody else does Series S and no games. No yet. game on the PC is taking as much advantage of those things as yeah, that it's game. not. It's it's never listed as a requirement on any yeah. PC game. It's not like a fast SSD required. I'm I'm actually kind of glad you can't uh, make DS games anymore uh, because they're just the two screens. It's breaking the format. I got Shin Megami Tensei three on my Steam library. Don't have Shin Megami Tensei 4. How do they how would they even make that? They'd have to remake it. They got a whole game just locked on a stupid 3DS. I'm yeah. glad of that. I think it's still pretty close to true though. I mean, aside from the play date, like you can mostly do Ratchet Clank. I mean, the ray tracing is possible on the Xbox series. Well, you're talking about the play date. If they made it, it would be called Ratchet and Crank. So That's right. exactly. I was thinking about Ratchet and Trace. Oh. Could have gone that direction. I can't believe I beat the boss in Demon's Souls. I wasn't even really paying attention. Okay, you can't make a paddle game anymore. True. Oh, yeah. You can make a light gun game, actually. Analog twisting game, and, and that's true. Why like, don't the analog sticks rotate on controllers? Why don't they? No. They should, right? I got mm-hmm. a controller in my hand right now. I could, I could enjoy tweaking this, this knob here. I could enjoy just rotating it left and right to do something while also manipulating it as an analog stick. I'm trying, rehearsing yeah. this action that does not exist. I think light gun games. midnight resistance. Yeah. yeah. Light gun games you can't make uh, because the... Uh, because nobody paid attention when people made good ones? Well, it's because the screens, you can't do the flashing. Oh, There's yeah. There's plenty of, like, Switch games where you point stuff. I don't think there it's not the are same, Switch... Though. But there's no Switch games where you point... No one in Japan goes on dates anymore. That's true, because of the coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, they, there hasn't been a good solution. For you can make these. an arcade one, and they still do. I'll tell you what games can't get made these days. Ridge Racer. When are we going to get another one of those? Previously on Insert Credit, Tim Rogers asked, what is the real-life equivalent of playing a Far Cry game? <laughs> oh, that was last week. Yeah. Yeah. I want like, uh, so to Okay, so first of all, in order to answer this question, we need to figure out what is the uh, what is the video game equivalent of playing a Far Cry game. <laughs> Uh, is it is it playing a Far Cry? So to me, Far Cry games are I don't know. I, I just I know people who play them who are like, oh, I got that new Far Cry, dude. It's like, what? I didn't know you a played video games, b uh, played Far Cry. Uh, I, I didn't know anybody knew what Far Cry was. You know, it's like I had a buddy in Oakland who would suddenly bought a Far Cry game. He's like, dude, got that Far Cry three. And I'm like, what? Like, why? It does seem to have a different, slightly different audience somehow yeah in a specific and dedicated audience just like a, a slice of white bread of open world 
you know it's like a piece of open world toast it's a little uh it's a little grittier and the possibility space that you can imagine is wider than in assassin's creed for example yeah whether that's true is up for debate but i I personally feel feel as though the verisimilitude uh offered by say an assassin's creed the feeling of like being in a place i don't know i feel like that's just far more valuable uh, and the Far Cries always leave me kind of cold. The food analog is the uh, the Velveeta shells and cheese. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just video gaming and there's just like all sorts of stuff in there. And uh, it's relatively frictionless, effortless. So what is the real life equivalent of that? Traveling to somewhere that like like Vegas or something. It's like staying on the Vegas Strip. Oh, staying um, on the Strip. It's not actually that interesting, but it's the thing you know you're supposed to do for vacation. There's always stuff to do, and it's everywhere, but it's all mostly the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that as well, because it's like it's a very um, purposefully designed experience to kind of keep you inside of it and shepherd you around and make you feel like different things are happening. I feel like it's going to Vegas with like an envelope of cash that you intend to use for gambling or uh, that you have set aside and you're like if it runs out then i stop gambling and then you do <laughs> you and then you do and you eat it uh, you eat a steak at a buffet right it's like steak buffet lobster buffet you watch barbara streisand do a show or something yeah you you watch a show yeah once you've ground up enough experience points of uh being hot outside and cold inside i think you watch boys to men at this point though you're on the strip but barbara streisand is Maybe uh so. She's animatronic now, isn't she? Like, yes. I don't yeah, know they got her at the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> AI Barbara Streisand. Hey, who, who do they have on, on the, the strip now in Vegas? Who's, you got the Blue Man group. You got the Boys to Men. The uh, Cirque du Soleil. Uh, Carrot Top, I think, is still doing Ooh. it. Uh, Carrot Top, yeah. Well, there you go. Carrot Top That guy's sucks. got muscles, and he sucks. Chairman of the board. Kathy Griffith was doing a lot of stuff for a while, but I don't know. Oh, the, the, the female Carrot Top, right? Yeah. <laughs> F- I, FCT. I think she's a little better than him. Maybe. Yeah, she's funnier than him for sure. She says the same air. She's not as strong now. <laughs> a little better than Carrot Top is still uh, absolute nonsense. Uh, I saw, I was in the, the, the lobby at my, uh, my primary care doctor and they had the TV on. Right. And it was like tuned to some local, local New York uh, news channels. Like, I don't I don't watch no local. I don't watch TV, period. Right. I own a TV because I'm not a, I'm not a weirdo. I don't watch TV. They, the local news was on and they were, they were interviewing the blue man group for some reason. It was just like these three white dudes. And they're like, when we originally got started with blue man group, we saw ourselves as transcending race. Great. And now that as we as you know, as the, the we get deeper into the 21st century, and then my name got called, and I was like, "Oh my God, what were they gonna? What? How, how, how deep? How deep were they gonna dig this hole? It's like we painted ourselves blue to transcend race. I'm like, is this like literally uh, an ARG for like Arrested Development or something? Like, I don't understand how many years late this thing is. It was real weird. So I feel like that's definitely yeah, that's in there. Very Far Cryulous, I would say. It feels uh, it feels like it's existing in the Far Cry world so i'm up for saying yeah far cry is a vegas vacation but is it a post or pre-retirement vegas vacation frank uh i believe it's pre how old are your children when you take this this vacation oh okay so you're taking <laughs> the children with you that's compelling um yeah how, how old, you've got to you got it because <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking like 30s adults without kids was was mm-hmm. what i had but uh yeah the kids can be there it's kind of the same thing right it's not it's not necessarily debaucherous 
the, yeah. the Far Cry experience. It's just a a uh, a prescribed vacation. Well, I mean the the kids are an escort mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, the kids are, are are essential NPCs. I mean, we've all seen movies set in Las Vegas, and we've all been to Las Vegas, and we I've know been that there are mo- a lot. Yeah, you've been there. You've been a there lot. a little bit more than than most people should, right? The the movies about Las Vegas largely misrepresent the the demographical details of the interior of a casino because you have a lot of people wearing not uh, tailored suits. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right, and not you know like bodybuilder cut with beautiful hair. Right, it's you have a lot of people who are just like small basketball shaped children, uh, drinking uh, like Coke from like a giant commemorative thermos mm-hmm. dangling from a colorful mm-hmm. lanyard with like a clown on you it. You got a lot of aunts and grandmas just literally bumping into things and each other. I think we. So got you it. think you know what an open world video game is? Go anywhere, do anything. Uh, and then it's like, oh, go here and do, you can go all of these here's and do all of these this is, is basically what a Far Cry game is. And I just don't think they're good. I'm sorry. I've never really enjoyed one. Nailed it. I think they're all right. I don't know. It's time for one of our more ubiquitous lightning rounds, uh, name design. All right. This is the one where I give you the name of a thing and you have to design a video game based on it just from the name alone. Uh, last time we did this, we took the titles of actual Japanese adult videos, and oh, right. I'd like to do that again. So here okay. are 10 that uh, Esper and I picked out from the past month. Your first title is KFC Part-Timer Chiaki. Wow. All right. Well, it's a little, it's hard to not just say that this is like a... A branded game by KFC. Yeah, one of those, one of those like management sim kind of games, or like, I guess it would be more, be more interesting to be like a uh, Octodad kind of thing where you're trying to do, Mm. you're trying to do your your KFC duties, but your limbs are all flailing around. Maybe Chiaki is a big squid, something like that. You're frying chicken. All eleven spices are just separated now, and That's yeah, they're all, reunite them, mix them properly. Yeah, okay. there's nobody alive can keep track of all of those spices. Yeah, eleven. Come on, boys be Dan. Boys be Dan. Dan. Oh, Dan. Yes. Oh, I see. So, uh, boys be is a popular visual novel series about you know going on dates with boys. Mm-hmm. And in this one, you get to date Dan Hibiki from Street Fighter. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Boys be Dan. Boys be Dan. I don't know. I don't know. Voluptuous laundry. <laughs> laundry or lingerie? Laundry. Laundry. Voluptuous laundry. Well, this is clearly uh, like dead or alive extreme beach volleyball, except uh, you're running a laundry shop. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, it I, think it, I think it's the Yakuza 0 running a club minigame, but it's running uh, a laundry mat where uh, voluptuous women do it uh, for you. They, they, they wash the clothes for you, and you just sit on a bench. Let's a new kind of it. business. At this point in history, we would all appreciate... Uh, just any one of the Yakuza mini games being turned into a full, full game. AAA video game, right? They all feel like full games already. Get owns a wife that believes everything she sees on TV, and a husband that believes everything he reads on the internet. <laughs> wow, that's just America. Oh man, okay, it's, 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 it's an America simulator. <laughs> it's it's facade, oh, yeah, so you game. have you have yeah. to. Uh, resolve their differences but uh all you can do is like provide them links to like synopses yeah you can show them programming yeah 
to try to influence their, uh, them and, and reconcile their, their troubled relationship. Uh, playing with shameful human cards. What? <laughs> it, well, it's, uh, it's like Catherine. Um, the minigame in Catherine, except instead of climbing on blocks, you're climbing on cards. I don't like this. Idea. No, that's not good. Let's, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Playing with shameful human cards? Yeah, that's the name. Well, I mean, I don't know. There's a fighting game called Guilty Gear. So, I mean, you could probably just... It's nothing is off the table here when it comes to uh, fighting games. I think uh, it could be a one of those deck building games. I think it wouldn't be any cards at all. But it's too embarrassing to look at the front of the card so you can only see it for like half a second. You flip it around, flip it back, and then you have to remember where it was and play them from behind because uh, they're too shameful. Oh, that's something, I guess. Something. Shameful human cards. I, it would probably involve uh, uh, you You can't see your own cards until you flip them over. Right. You have one card in a, in a card hole slot and a hole slot, and then once you flip it, the other player can see it as well. 30 years, 40 years, even 50 years old. Episode 7. <laughs> Oh, nice. Man. Uh, this is about this is a game about uh, it's another management game, but it's about tortoises. No, it's <laughs> really? a vanillaware game that's set in three three different timelines. Uh, oh, okay. It's with an involving time travel, like one character, and they're at age 30, 40, and fifty. Uh, sort of send things across across the uh, the Rubicon toward I don't know. Bye. And then they manage turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's tie it all in. Uh, do you have any information about this housewife? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a detective four. game. It's Shenmue 4. Oh, it's Shenmue 4. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to tell you what, finally, in Shenmue 4, uh, Ryo is uh, he's finally finally about to solve the case. So he's getting there. He's about to. Finally yeah. about he's to. He's on the cusp. Finally. Only needs yeah. two more. The housewife has the info. My man's going to solve the case. No way, no way, gal, gal, gal. Got it, got it, got it. Uh, this is a rhythm game, I think. It's it's like rhythm. Yeah, it's got to be. I yeah. was thinking it could be uh, like a rhythmic-y choo-choo rocket where you have to direct all the gals around um, mm-hmm. in little blockades and try to try to get them where they're supposed to go and then they hit things on the beat. In my day, we had choo-choo trains. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> Am I right? No. You are right. Our next game is Slurp for Hours 2. Oh, it's a beverage drinking video. I don't like this one. <laughs> this is Brandon's worst It's a beverage nightmare. drinking game. It's when you drink big old, big beverages, big old beverages, B-O-B. Do you slurp anything but a Slurpee, though? I slurp a Slurpee. I don't you care. can slurp a soup. Yeah, but do you slurp other things is the question. Uh, people people do that with noodles in Japan. Mm, that's true. Yeah. Or like uh, if, if you... Uh, I believe the term is cupping. If you're uh, if you're taste testing coffees, yes, that's a slurp. That's <laughs> that a big slurp. Yes. Oh, you don't want to hear this ever. By the way, yeah, no, yeah, this would ruin your day. I've met a person. This was terrifying. I've met a person who uh, slurped just everything. They were slurping a burrito. Wow. Ooh. All right. I hated it's it. It's a dead heat. This is our last one. Uh, whoever gets this wins the episode. Your last game is Magnum Grandfather. Whoa! <laughs> I mean, it's just a hardcore out Foxy's action game starring a grandfather, in my opinion. No, I think it's a it's it's, it's a Chowaniki successor. Get the Chowaniki license on there. Yeah, it's Magnum PI's uh, grandson. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be Magnum PI's grandfather? No, he has it to would. kill his grandfather. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, he has. You have to kill Magnum PI. Ah. Uh, uh, and you're as you're yeah. There you go. You know what? I'm gonna go kill him. I'm gonna say you're all winners this week. Uh, because next week we're doing a special episode. What? It's been a while since we did a ranker. 
people have been asking me to do a ranking episode. And uh, I think now that we've got the whole gang back together, it's time for the long-awaited console ranker. Nice. We are going to do a draft-style pick, uh, determine what the 20 best video game consoles are. I would like to define a console as anything that is capable of playing a video game, but we'll probably nail that down harder uh, when we get there. So tune in next week. It's a special holiday treat. A holiday uh, this treat. This is also a time for people to make recommendations. And I offer you that opportunity now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got some stuff. Are you talking about last minute gift ideas? Uh, if you want, you can do that. I'm going to recommend two things. One is I'm going to recommend uh, the show. This is just if you're interested in watching how to not do something. Check out School of Chocolate on Netflix. It really will make you appreciate how other reality TV shows do what they do and why there's there's such a formula to reality TV shows because this one, just like it kind of starts, you don't really know what the point is or what anyone's supposed to do. Uh, You don't know who any of the people participating are. Uh, We're on episode three now, and there are two assistants to the head chef that uh, have still never been talked about or discussed. I assume they're assistants. There's people who show up and say something sometimes. It's really remarkable the way this this show chooses to ignore all conventions of reality TV construction and uh, create something that's very confusing to watch. Give that a look if you want to marvel at how something like, I don't know, The Bachelor does a good job of letting you know exactly what's going on at all times and who is talking and why they're saying it. I can't watch that. The Bachelor. I can't watch any of those reality shows. Something about the texture of them just uh, oh yeah, uh, rips my brain off. It's designed to be not for you, I think. It but, brains um, me off. The other thing I would like to recommend is uh, as of a couple hours from now, we will have announced Hyper Gunsport, which is the newest and ultimatist vision of Gunsport, which is the game that we've been working on for a little while. And we actually started thinking about this game, or the first prototype of it happened in 2013. God darn it. That's a very long time ago. Almost as long as this podcast. So now you can uh, now you can actually like wishlist it on Steam. We would appreciate it if you did that, because apparently, apparently that's still really important. And Steam actually cares if you have a bunch of wish lists in the first week. So even if you don't want to buy the game, just go do it. Just look up Hyper Gunsport on Steam. and I love the wish lists, yeah. Go and do it. Yeah, but uh, I don't know, check out our trailer. Go to necrosoftgames.com. I mean, uh, yeah, that website or twitter.com slash necrosoftgames. Get our info. I don't know, just get in there. Yeah. Help us out with that a little bit because, I don't know, we'd like to make a couple dollars off it if we could. I got a Costco card. It's pretty cool. Having a Costco card's good. Yeah, sixty bucks a year. Oh, you haven't? You never had a Costco card? Uh, I hadn't had one in about a decade. Oh. So uh, I'm I'm back on the Costco. I haven't used mine in a while. I tried to go to Costco with Tim a bunch of times, and the problem that I found was I could not purchase things in small enough quantities that I could use them before they would go bad. Oh. So what I'm doing is purchasing things in very large quantities that uh, become that frozen. Don't go bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, or are non-perishable. So a, I got a, a giant giant's... sack of dried figs. They're great. You just got stockpiling some... it in your house because I mean, then you only yeah. go like once every two months, and is it w- worth it at that point? Uh, yes, it is. I know you're not a meat eater, but the the best example I can give you here is the meat, which is that uh, chicken is about. Two dollars and thirty cents a pound versus about six dollars a pound in the grocery store. How many pounds of meat does a person eat? Uh, I don't know. I could eat a pound, a pound a day, maybe. 
The average and, American eats 600 pounds of meat per year. Yeah, there you go. Which is like a lot more than you'd think. And I, I probably That's eat not more true. than I probably eat more than that because I'm I'm swole with the weightlifting and all. Yeah. Have you been lifting, Frank? Three years. Oh, that's good. Congratulations. Yeah, swole. I've been uh, just relentlessly ill with the condition. I don't feel comfortable speaking about publicly. So I've I've fallen off <laughs> for the last three years. So I've fallen off of the uh, the the exercise wagon a hundred percent. I'm just all the way on the floor under the wagon right now. The wagon refuses to move for me. You've so. infected the wagon <laughs> with your with your, your laziness with my, with my lethargy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, I just died in Demon Souls. I didn't think I was going to die for like a long time. I thought I was just going to live and then I just I scrubbed it up. Is that your recommendation? No. Oh. I'm just saying it makes me feel sad. And then I died again and again on the same guy because I was trying to beat him the same stupid way. It would have looked interesting in video footage if it had succeeded. However, it failed. And then uh, I just didn't bother putting my heart in it to do it again. So I feel like a chump and, and a loser. So my recommendation for this week is, uh, I don't know, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't really do anything this week. So that's really all. I just I didn't really do anything. Would you recommend I, I mean, I didn't Demon work. Souls? No, I've recommended Demon Souls plenty before. Right. I'm, I'm working my way out of Demon Souls. And uh, it's just my, my go-to leisure game because I'm on this PlayStation 5. You know what I recommend? I recommend uh, just don't even try getting a PlayStation Five for the for the Christmas <laughs> season. It has what like three games. I mean, come on, I'm gonna tell you something real sad. Okay, is my PlayStation Five controller battery died while I was playing the game? While it was plugged into the console and charging, it died. Okay, it shouldn't be possible. They got force feedback triggers, right? They got a touch screen, a touchpad, the world's biggest select button. They've got a controller speaker, they got a headphone jack, a microphone jack, a light bar, buttons, vibration motors. It's 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 both sending and receiving information from the console at all times. Too much stuff packed over one little tiny pencil thin hair angel hair bluetooth channel. The controller cannot charge and play the game at the same time. Well, it can. It was on a full charge and it uh it exhausted its full charge while plugged into the console. That shouldn't be possible, right? That, yeah, that seems you can't you can't binge game a video game, even if it's part of your job anymore, without stopping to charge the controller. I mean, I will say I was playing the game like fourteen straight hours, though. You know, I mean, come on. So if a, if a, if if your child is begging you for a PlayStation Five for Christmas, and you get on eBay and you want to scalp it, don't do it. Get your child a Mister. Okay. <laughs> Tell your child. This, these are the good games, Jerry. Metroid Dread on the Nintendo Switch. Going to be super missling a door 90% of the way through the game. Come on. Uh, I will, during our Game of the Year show, explain that uh, Fist was a better Metroid. Fist! Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Here are my recommendations. Uh, they may be familiar to you if you've heard this show before. I would like to recommend that if you're listening to this show on any platform where you can subscribe to or review podcasts, that you do that. Seriously, do that. Don't not do it. Do actually do it. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash insert credit where you could become a patron to submit your own topics and uh, get monthly bonus episodes and other surprises available only to our donors. You could also join us on forums.insertcredit.com and follow us on Twitter for our own personal updates and projects. Uh, though I would personally recommend just not using Twitter. 
But as long as you're there, uh, the show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Tim is at 108. Brandon is at Necrosofty. The show is edited by Esper Quinn <laughs> with music by Kurt Feldman. And I'm Alex Jaffe. And I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm Tim Rogers. And I'm Brandon Sheffield. And you have now saved your game. And I'm Jerry Trashcan. Wait, who was that? Who's Jerry Trashcan? Uh, should I say, and you have now saved your game, or should I say, and your game is now saved? I think, and your game is now saved, because they didn't do it. Yeah, I think that's better. I think I'll switch to that. I mean, maybe they saved their game by listening to the yeah, show. Yeah, that's what I was trying question. to imply, but I don't know. I, I It's kind of a passive act, listening to the show. It's like we're taking care of you. Your game is now saved. Yeah, eradicating passive voice from all pros in the universe is a mission of some people. It's autosave in this. Yeah, it's like you've reached this checkpoint. Podcast. Yeah. Checkpoint reached. Checkpoint reached. Oh, I remember that from the original Halo. Hello.